2: You're making it worse we're here we're queer who cares
3: i'm elliot glazer and i'm brent sullivan and i'm h allen scott textual, textual healing, healing. Uh, all right everyone uh welcome I, I don't know how to start when i don't just all jump into things All right, if everyone or if i'm not doing an unhinged joke um which i gave elliot uh like a six six week six week reprieve on um, but they will be coming back soon. <laughs> um, That said, everyone, dear loyal, beloved listeners, uh, just a friendly reminder uh, to go rate and review our podcast. It helps with. Al- Alan was like being really boring and annoying about. This I before like how we started you say it but. as
1: if it's a foreign language. You <laughs> <Go laughs> and rate and rate review. and review. Like you're speaking French or something that you've never. <laughs>
3: but we before. we want we want those five stars baby we want lots of stars don't rate and review us and give us two stars you got to give us five stars (laughs) and and give us a good review and at least say nice things about me and you can say bad things about alan i don't give a fuck no it Um, does it
1: does really help the show if you like if you listen to the show every single week we would really appreciate that please go rate and review and then also, if you like we have a great segment on patreon called oh you son of a bitch where we talk about our personal lives and maybe some controversial topics. We're more unhinged. We get our a little data. bit
3: more personal. Elliot, personal. Spreads yes. Elliot spreads his legs. Elliot spreads his legs a little wider new on <laughs> our Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So
1: go. We, we there's great different tiers that you can choose from, but you get episodes early, usually Tuesdays or early Wednesdays. And and yeah, go join the Patreon at patreon.com yeah. slash make yep. okay. it right.
3: this that's right. This week we'll be talking about Elliot's trip to Palm Springs and perhaps some gentleman he might have met during that during that. Oh trip. Wow. I did not know we were going to be doing that. Okay. Neither actually. I did not. I just I just do that to watch your face, Elliot's like face of horror. Anyway, <laughs> let's let's get to the facts here, guys. Um, so the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, will soon lift restrictions on blood donations on sexually active gay and bisexual men as long as they've only had one anal sex partner in the last three months which Whoa, means... you said that you said without f- fainting <laughs> that's right I, I did i did say it without fainting although i didn't love it um but uh it, it is important to note that the fda still has their permanent lifetime ban on elliot glazer yeah. uh donating um <laughs> So the new rules should go into effect following a public comment period, likely later this year or early 2024. This aligns with current policies in Canada and the U.K. The FDA is evolving to focus more on the behavior than identity when determining whether someone can or should donate. What do we think
1: public comment? What does that mean? Oh, it's a government thing that they it's like anything like if a city law is passing a bill or you want the citizens to come in and like sound off and what they think it's a it's a very oh. thing within most within a lot of government stuff. Okay. Um, but I mean, I do want to give some context. This started at the rise of the HIV AIDS epidemic in the 80s. I think It was 1984 that they put it into place that basically just said, if you've had sex with a man, you can't give.
3: So blood. here's here's my question. And I still can't quite get a definitive answer. Is it when you give blood, they must still be screening your blood, right? like they test for they
1: test it yes but they still on the questionnaire they have a question have you had sex with a man in since 1984 whatever the year is and if you answer yes to that I, I i remember experiencing this in high school during a blood drive in high school where uh, i went to give blood and which is wild wow, i didn't know they would do that in high school it's this damn yeah. surprised. but um we had a blood drive and i remember i answered yes to the question because i was popular and and they they wouldn't they they either they said something was said to me I forget what it was because I think a lot of times they just take the blood and discard it throw it away or whatever oh uh, but I don't know I don't know that for sure anyway I went to my, the nurse who I was friends with because again I was a gay boy and <laughs> the nurse was my best friend and and I was like what was that they said I had a temper or, or like a temperature or something like high temp or something and she was like oh no it was because of this gay question And I was like
3: so what no I I hear that but I get. Yes, my continued question. My assumption has always been this is because of obviously the prevalence of HIV within the gay community, more so than the straight community, obviously. Um, But like if if you if you are still testing for serious disease, I I don't understand why you would ban gay people. That's
1: been the that's been the question within the community for a long time is that you still test it. So like. What's the right. point of this? What, and it's it, it, what is the point? Again, it's it was almost discriminate against the identity of a certain group as, and sexual practice of a certain group of
3: people. hmm. So the um, I- so
2: ahead. so the idea in discriminating against gay guys was that we were dirty
1: because we had. Sex with other guys. Oh, no, so that seems- wasn't. I mean, that wasn't the intent. It wasn't as like. No, but what but wasn't what, like? I mean, a, it wasn't a a group of homophobes out there who were like. Let's. These were medical professionals, of and, course, and and government officials. I should say, in the early '80s, who were just to give them at least the benefit of the doubt. There was a, like it was an epidemic, and they were trying to stop. No, of course, the epidemic, and they put language in there that did not age well, and it it lasted way too long, and it became. Even more discriminatory as queer acceptance became wider. Mm-hmm. Right. So you,
3: you know, you know what I say to that language. You know what I say? How dare
1: you!
2: Is <laughs> <laughs> the so? I'm just saying the general idea, the consensus that didn't age well was that because gay g- gay men be, because HIV was so rampant in among gay men, the idea was that we were more likely to carry it in our blood, thus don't take the chance of yeah. So I just I also let me just
3: throw this out because I just Googled this and it looks like it comes from the CDC. It said blood blood donations in the U.S. have been screened for antibody for antibody to human for HIV one since March of 1985. Yeah. And type two since June of 1992. And so you have
1: you. And then before that, though, anyone there was a blood, you know, the system that didn't necessarily screen for everything. And so there was a rule put in place. I don't necessarily fault them for, I do, I fault the science, I fault the, the, without the forward thinking, of course, but I don't necessarily fault them for putting this rule in place at the beginning of the episode. No, I, no, me either. I I just think it hasn't aged well. As time goes on, it could have gotten, they could have changed it in 1992 instead of of 2024. Because Um, cases like Ryan White, which was a, a, a prime example of tainted blood that had HIV that ha- was HIV positive you had the writer there's an episode of Golden Girls and we had on the, my Golden Girls podcast Adam and I, mm-hmm. the writer where it happened to his mother that that she had had a blood transfusion because of a because of a surgery and the blood possibly had been HIV, had anti- HIV antibodies mm-hmm. in it and so there was that whole and it was a real thing that happened to some to a very small group of people in the 90s. including Rose Island on the Golden Girls That's what I said yeah, in, yeah and, right, and, and right. so it was it It was a very rare occurrence and they just should have changed the policy much earlier than now.
3: Well, I want to give a personal anecdote. I gave blood about a year ago um, because I heard that there was a really bad shortage and I have a phobia about giving blood. So I was like, you know what? Let me push. Let me push. Let me push myself a little bit. Give at a time when it's particularly needed and um did they just throw I, out play? I mean, they. No, no, they. No, at, at, I actually specifically asked. There was this, this huge lesbian was like at the front. And um, I specifically asked her if like you're allowed to give being gay. When I say huge, I don't mean physically huge. I mean, she was like a monster lesbian. Um, <laughs> uh, but like uh, but she was like, no, if you haven't had sex in the last three months, you are fine. Mm. Um, and, and thankfully, I mean, look, you know, that is, that, that was the case for me at the time. I'm obviously no Elliot Glazer. So, uh, (laughs) so I gave and it was the worst experience. I absolutely hated every second of it. Um, and they have called me every two fucking weeks since to ask me to give again. And I, every single time I'm like, thank you for calling. I just want you to know this is literally my phobia. I hated every second of it. I'm not going to do it again. Please take me off the list. And they, wow. the I've oh, never so except annoying. for my except for my alma mater. I've never had something harangue me more than the Red Cross for for blood.
2: That's insane. That's really yeah. annoying.
3: Yeah, <laughs>
2: we try to do something for good, and they and they just don't leave you alone. Yeah,
3: have you, have you guys ever given blood?
2: Not since yeah. that
1: time I got rejected.
2: Yeah, right. I think uh, I tried and I tried it. I, my first time doing it was after 9-11 but. They weren't taking like there was too many people giving blood. They didn't right. They didn't need any more. Right. Yeah. Um, but then I gave some later and it's fine. I don't I don't I'm like yeah. you, Brent. I don't like take I don't like giving yeah. blood. It's my friend uh from uh work uh actually said she loves giving blood and
3: loves the feeling yeah. of needles. And oh, so I, I had a coworker years ago that I, I remember finding this very endearing she had a, she had a, a a particular blood type of fairly mm-hmm. rare like so type she, o or something yeah or f- yeah. i forget what it was uh, and so she gave like every month
1: she wow was like, i always wow. go in i always that's go in great. and give that's yeah. great i yeah. will say every time i'm at a doctor or anything because during chemo i, I had an option of getting you guys are going to be grossed out a pork put into me that like they could administer the drug and you just twist it in and stuff oh or, yeah or they can give you the needle every day, and I didn't want the scar from the port, so yeah. I was like, I'll just put oh. the needle every day. But because of that, now I'm like super great with needles. Like people will be poking mm. me, and I'm just like they like prep me, and it's gonna be bad or whatever. And I'm like, trust mm. me, it's fine. Just put it in. Like <laughs> shut up. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm very good at being poked. Maybe I'm Elliot now. Maybe.
3: I was. Just, <laughs> Maybe I was gonna do. A, I was gonna do. I was gonna end it with that as well. So yeah. you you beat me to it, Alan. Thank you. Great. Not even Joe. We are here today with
1: my back-flipping friend, Dylan Adler. <laughs> Hello, Dylan Adler.
0: Hello.
1: Are you um, singing that accent because yes, it's Jewish? Yes, Adler's Jewish? Yes, yes,
0: Adler, come on, Grace Adler. Adler. Give me something, Ex- Dylan Adler. Stella Adler, that's right. It's my half-Jewish <laughs> side. I, I, I feel like... um. I feel like I'm with my uh, father's family right now. Organic, guess, you ha- and then you yes. have a
1: Greek cousin in Brent. But between oh, there we go. Dylan Akira Adler. That's a great name. That's a pop name. Well, a pop star name in Israel. But yes, that's a pop star. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <name>. <laughs> I mean, it's my mom is Japanese and my dad is Jewish. Tale, tale as old as time, I say. <laughs> Did you um, watch
2: The Real Housewives but, of New York when that woman ju- 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 oh, Jules oh, or oh, something oh, was yeah. on?
1: no i didn't oh my no. god you have to because all she would do all oh, she, she talked talk about. about being asian and jewish but it was like because they told her like that's your storyline so she You're right and you right. everything everything you would love it dylan <laughs> oh man
0: that sounds like my stand-up perfect okay great. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: literally there was one time that she was like well she was doing something where she was like it isn't it isn't kosher or something so she had oh, to right. wash her hands in like an ice it was <laughs> something. Oh, I don't Very know. extra. Very Thank extra. God. Yeah. I <laughs> uh, hope you're not kosher. Um Dylan, this is so great to have you on. I have been. I mean, we follow followed each other for a long time, and yes. I've been a big fan of yours for a very long time. I've been a fan month. of yours for oh, a long time. shut the time. fuck up. You don't okay, know I'll hell I am. <laughs> <laughs> Dylan, you, one of my favorite things is that you were rejected as a dancer for <laughs> Universal Studios. Let me tell you this right now. I was at <laughs> Universal Studios. I was at Universal Studios last oh night, my God. Oh and I, my God. I fucking hate Universal Studios. They can yeah, fucking, yeah. It fucking it hell. Sucks. They fuck sucks. sucks. It sucks. They're fat phobic, and they suck. I they hate fucking Universal so, what was it like to be rejected
0: yeah. by them? Yeah. Tell us. I, okay. So, basically, the, the premise behind that tweet was like, I just like did this uh, back. I was like playing like this salty, like <laughs> wannabe performer. And then I'm like, what's a funny caption? Oh, I'll say I was rejected as a dancer for this show. And, <laughs> and so I didn't really. A audition to be like. Uh-huh. I was just thinking of like, oh, this could be like a funny
1: little. But then characters. you did a backflip in front of the Harry Potter dancers, which is like the <laughs> most gayest, ridiculous thing ever already. But then you made it gayer somehow. I even gay. even
0: gayer, and and let me tell you, the backlash I got. <laughs> a lot of DMs of faggot, 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 clown, really? faggot, faggot, uh, faggot. Oh, I yeah.
1: love what I love in the video cool. is that Very when cool. you do it. Like if I was standing next to you, I would immediately go up to you and be like, what's your Instagram? Like I would like <laughs> to talk to you. Whereas everyone around you was like straight families and they didn't seem to give a fuck. You were like no. waiting they, for yeah, someone no. to react.
3: No, they didn't care at all. They really <laughs> didn't. Yeah. Oh, so good. Wait, Thank Alan, you. why why is Universal Studios fat phobic?
1: They have this fucking crazy rule that if you have a waist that is anywhere over 40 inches, which in for America that's a pretty, actual it's a, it's a lot of crate. folks. Yeah. And you can't ride their rides because it, oh, well. has, to, it has to meet a certain, a certain pl- a red line on each literally rides like the secret life of pets, which is not a oh roller coaster. My God, not a ro- bullshit. Yeah. So, so, so do they, they have a tape measure? They do these crazy things. So they have seats that you can sit in on the way in, but no one, you don't see them. No one does it. So the thing is you get this embarrassed, like public God. shaming of you getting the ride. And it won't it closes, but it won't close to their liking. So then they they tell you to get off the ride. They try again, and then everyone's oh. waiting for you because you're the test case. And this happens to so many people. It's oh, happening. that's insane! It happens to so many people. And the thing is, at Disney, they don't do that. At Knott's Berry Farm, they don't do that. At all Six Flags, yeah, Cedar they don't point. point, they, they don't, don't do, do that, that at Cedar Point. Alan, it's universal thing that happens in both Florida and hollywood oh. and they can go fuck themselves. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, that no, seems even like though you a... can fit on the rides, Dylan. I appreciate you being in this camp with Oh, no, um, fuck that. <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> yeah, um fuck that. So wait, Dylan, now
2: you are you are um a comedian, you write for James Corden, you recently appeared in a brilliantly funny um piece on the show about <laughs> talking about the Super Bowl. Thank um, you, thank you. I I, I don't know if it's funny to do this, but maybe we'll just like insert some audio, but.
0: Tom Brady is back reprising his role as lead quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals are looking- Sorry, hold on. It's it's the Cardinals, isn't it, right? It's not, it's the Arizona Cardinals, not Uh, the Cardinals. James, I was testing your knowledge and you passed. Congratulations.
3: Okay, so. I think that's
0: pretty well known. Quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo is still injured, so understudy David Beckham took over <laughs> and is leading the San Francisco 69ers to victory. 69, okay, they okay. get Do it in. The even I know that that's wrong. David doesn't play NFL football. He's a retired British football player. Okay, James. Let me do my thing. This is my first time on television and you're screwing it up, okay, Jimbo? Right, please don't call me Jimbo. Wide receiver Lynn manuel Miranda was fired from the Albuquerque Tomatoes after telling the director, turn around, I'll show you where my football fits. I am not throwing away my junk strap lies. Uh, my junk strap is tight. Oh, hang on, right, can
2: you, talk, can you talk a little bit about the piece? Because it, it it's so good and oh, it's so, you. it's just in time for the Super Bowl. So why don't you tell us a little <gasps> bit about
0: it? I appreciate that. Um. So I, uh, when I, um, I would do like on Instagram, this character of this like person who would like comment, like my parents love football and they would like watch and I would kind of be behind and like comment on that, like trying to like, <laughs> so I was trying to think of like, maybe that could be during the Super Bowl, like something we do like on the show. So I pitched it and then um, they had, then they like kind of gave me notes on like give giving James more things to do and respond to me with um and it just kind of developed from there but i yeah i was really happy that they were that they um seemed like pretty chill with like chill like they like let it get yeah. on the show and it it was pretty easy
2: to that's great thank
1: that's you great.
0: yeah
2: we'll insert we'll insert
0: audio here
1: um <laughs> alan rip the audio and put it here here okay, okay. now yelling at no, me it's it's like just universal funny. employees stop yelling at me
2: <laughs> it's so funny it's just like a very queer approach to sports that oh, is
3: like you. Do, do, you a- do you do you actually not care about sports dylan i really
0: don't genuinely yeah. um i you know my my mom and dad like i love them they they just love all sports they love basketball they love baseball wow. they took me wow. and my brother to all of these things the only sports that me and my brother cared about were diving
1: and gymnastics mm, okay um, right and <laughs> your so, brother too or is it uh, cuz you have a twin brother yes twin, my twin brother
0: right? also gay
1: also oh, gay oh wow yeah. wow that's i mean yeah we've,
2: we've talked to people with who have had that experience before i
3: believe i forget mm-hmm. who yep yep um, yeah i believe the montgomery's correct oh yeah yeah oh daniel, yeah or D- daniel and mm-hmm. uh, yeah and matthew and, and matthew, matthew. Yeah. yeah yeah if you're identical so,
0: there's a oh yeah go ahead no if you're Dan- no 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 please please. Yes, please if you're identical there's a if one is gay there's a 55 percent chance the other will be gay wow what, what? When your yes. brother
1: ever like like, what was that like? When did you know? I mean, I feel like we've asked this of other gay twins, too. Yeah, but it's, <laughs> when did you both know that each other was gay?
0: So, basically, sophomore year, my brother, like, came up to me and he was like, Dylan, I think I might be attracted to guys. And I was like, ew. Um, but then, a year later, I was like, same. Yeah. So, that's, like, pretty much how we, like, came out to each other. And also we would just like shared a wifi too. So like we could see my, yeah. like see the search history of all the gay porn we were watching. Yeah. So. right. Wait,
3: oh, so, yeah. uh, so when you said like, like it like, was there actually like a couple weeks where there was like some tension between you guys? <laughs> like when he came out or, or were you immediately? Were you jealous? Yeah. Well,
0: well, like he was like, it was like a little bit of a confessional. He's like, Dylan, I feel like, I might have this thing where I'm like, and I'm like, "Oh my God, are you <laughs> kidding me, bitch? Shut up!" And I was like, <laughs> I don't know why I just like kind of shut it because I I was absolutely because you were because
2: yeah. you were closeted and didn't. Uh, I mean, it's very
0: uh, yeah. it's very clear as why why you absolutely. would
2: say that. Um, absolutely, absolutely, it's totally reasonable. It's I, just I still so funny.
3: think I still think like I'm from a very progressive family and we're very close, but. I do not want to know about the sexuality of my that's, family members. That's like how I feel. I, yeah. I know that my parents had an active sex life, which is great, and I'm so had, happy for Prince them. has but, had. Well, I, don't know. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. But like, but but I also, I don't know. I don't want to know any details. I don't want to have those oh, conversations no, I I don't know about great. my brother.
1: I have a cousin that's gay. He came out later. I mean, I had already been out. Like, I was out when I was a kid. I was a long time out. And he came out when he was, like, in his 20s. And it's like he's the biggest fan now of like my drag of like guys oh. to come to shows. It's like a big. But that's not, but that's not details about his sex life. But yeah. I mean, I think in some way. But Brent, you're you're equating that if someone else is gay and you're like if your brother was gay or something that that's knowing about their sex life and that to me isn't weird because I think it's kind of great. You know what I mean? That I have a I have a fan that will come to shows. That's one person that comes to a show every single time. <laughs> <laughs>
3: is that? <laughs> I love your shows, Alan. Yes, you (laughs) Was
1: that awkward for you? Does that does that work against
2: you as a gay twin or did it work for you? Is there no real answer there? Like how does that work as a teenager?
0: Yeah, I think that well, he was the first person, like when I I admitted to him that I was gay and he was like, Yeah, same. Uh, Junior year So We actually would fight All the time Before that We were like Kind of like (laughs) Sick of each other And we would fight All the time But then after that We kind of stopped fighting And got like It was a little piece I feel like we we got along better after we each came out to each other and it was kind of nice because after that we really to our family and friends just came out like together as like a duo act a little bit to like <laughs> like ar- all around northern california to friends and family as uh, like kind of like if you don't like act. one of us then yeah it's mm-hmm. like you're it's both of us then you don't like both of us then if, if what you does he do um... for a
1: living like is he a comedian too
0: He's a oboe player. He plays the oboe oh, for the Tucson Symphony. I love Symphony.
3: the oboe. <gasps> That's kind hey. of like comedy. It's kind yeah. of like comedy. I mean, ob- oboe and slide <laughs> guitars. Oboe and slide g- guitars are my favorite instruments. Oh,
0: I love that. Yeah, he's an <laughs> oboe player. He makes his own reeds, double reed wow. life. He really. Oh wow! Um, yeah, my favorite instrument. is an acrylic nails.
2: <laughs> 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 um,
0: Wait, I he,
2: he plays
3: for? He plays for whom?
0: The Tucson Symphony Orchestra. That's
3: like, that's very fancy. Wow. That is that's very a, I mean, fancy.
1: He's he's also, getting with a
3: symphony orchestra. Yeah, uh, it's like a, it's like a big deal, right? Yeah. Like, what's that process like? I Why don't we
1: have he's... you on? Let's get him on.
0: Oh, <laughs> that's what he's always saying about anything I'm on. Um, <laughs> yeah. <right? laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah he like was in grad school auditioned many many times like and then this was the first time he really he like got into an orchestra and it's like wow. very exciting for him and I'm really yeah. we, we both and, got like an
3: actual city a real city you know
0: exactly exactly Yeah. Well, we what's, wait, what's,
3: it, what's it like hey, let me ask you real quick Alan before we move on because I, I do want to ask one more twin question what's it like do you ever see him on dating apps do you ever see him on Grindr <laughs> do you preemptively block him what, like what's that like
0: yeah so we when we were both like home for the summer from college and we were on Tinder and we matched with someone we would like have to be like okay I matched with them first you have to unmatch (laughs) so we would like do this like ohana means family which means I get the first match, and so yeah, we would never, we would, but, but there are some people who would, like, try to, like, you know, like, be like, oh, I match with your twin, like, a oh, three-way has always my been fan. my fan. Oh, yeah, oh, and no we're fun. like, ew, no, uh, yeah. No fun. Yeah. No, yeah, nine yeah.
3: months in the womb, let, let, let enough. Exactly. Let me tell you, let me tell you one very quick story, though, about a very similar thing. I had, like, th- I've had, like, one, like, real serious boyfriend, And a couple months into dating, we were just hanging out one night. I was like, hey, do you mind if I look at your Tinder? We weren't exclusive yet. I always kind of like looking at people's Tinders. Yeah. And, uh, and he's like, yeah. He's like, I'm not really active on there. I'm I'm t- basically only chatting with, I was only chatting with one person. I open it up and I see Elliot Glazer at the top of the list. <laughs> 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 matched with my boyfriend. And I I had to literally screenshot and be like, <laughs> you so cannot pursue this. I don't remember <laughs> and of, and that.
1: A, and of course. Oh. And of course so I feel like I'm Elliot's probably matched me. with everybody, right? I mean, Elliot. You, oh my God, like, he absolutely swipe, has. Is it right? I don't even know. Do you swipe right on everybody, don't you? <laughs> I don't yeah, use yeah. Tinder.
3: <laughs> he uses Raya. <laughs> He's not dating.
1: He's
3: not dating. Yet. That's right. He does use Raya. Right, Dylan,
1: anyway, Dylan, Dylan. On. I need to ask you. So you had a, a really great album, and it was also a live show too, called Rape Victims yes. Too, right? Yes,
0: yes, yes, With yes. Kelly I Bachman. did. What, With tell us more Kelly. about that. Yes. So basically. Um, Kelly um, If you um, She's the person Who called out Harvey Weinstein At that yes. comedy show That I came to right. And I had known her Before that Like because we were doing Like jokes about like Um being rape survivors, at open mics and we were, I, we were like, oh, my God, I love your rape joke. She's like, yeah, I love your rape joke. So it's kind of like a rape victim meet cute kind of situation. So <laughs> like um then like we kind of really bonded and like we wrote a whole show very quickly together. And then we kept like um after pandemic was lifted, like developing it and performing it. And then we wanted to record it as an album, which we eventually got to do uh last summer and that's kind of that's kind of been the journey with that. We we really really um, are very proud of it. And, How do you yeah. find humor from something so dark? I, yeah, yeah. So basically, I um, when I would go to well, at this point it was like mostly my or shows or mics. Like I, it was the thing that was on like the more forefront of my brain, but I wasn't really talking about it. So I wanted to like bridge the gap between like how I was actually feeling and like what I was talking about. So I think, and then like I was inspired by seeing people like Kelly or my friend non Kuramoto or like other people who were talking about and making such hilarious material about their, um, experiences as survivors. So it, it like inspired me to like try to do that myself. And that's kind of how we got connected.
2: Were you, and did, were you there the night that Kelly confronted Harvey Weinstein? I wasn't, but
0: I saw the yeah. video. Like, I know her. Oh my god! It's yeah, re- a remarkable
2: video re- and remarkable. I don't think I know
3: that video. What happened? Oh, yeah. Is that like, what started it all? Did, did she con? She? Or can no, it's not case. what
1: started it all. But it's what it's. It was a video that came out shortly after the allegations. For oh yeah, right. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. movement. And and the story. He, yeah. he
2: for some yeah. reason yeah. was like, I have to go to a comedy
0: club.
1: Yeah, and he went to <laughs> a. And Eric? Like, fuck.
2: Yeah.
0: Wasn't it like it was like a? It was it was a place called in the Lower East Side that he was invited to this event by the owner. <laughs> like I know, isn't that insane? Invited, okay. yeah. And like everyone around him was like, everyone at the show was acting like it was normal and like kind of kissing his ass and like just like do like appeasing. And like Kelly was the was like one of the first people to like say like what the wait what what are we yeah. doing here y'all
1: so it's like having yeah. bernie madoff in the audience right after everyone tells you that you know he did what he did it's like yeah you know you don't belong to leave your house yet you need to go yeah. home until you yeah. go to prison you don't deserve exactly, oh, yeah. exactly. i mean
2: it's, it was a remarkable show like showing of a sp- particular type of resilience where it's like and and protest where she's funny like she's actually, she was good. I, I she was really funny and yeah. was able to like keep her cool as, Team Weinstein was like, trying to t- literally t- like tear her down. Totally. Yeah. Uh, and it's unbel, it's a, it's unbelievable. So I think yeah, I mean obviously she's she's clearly very talented, but what an experience. I yeah. know. I know. Insane. Insane. Uh, I also want to ask you about um, Stapleview. So you were you mm-hmm. co- also did have done musical comedy and you you come from the musical comedy world as well. Ha- tell us about t- tiktok doing a live sketch show called staple view yeah that you're a so, part of.
0: yeah yeah that was um around last year this time it was one of my um it was this producer Sam Gray who wanted to get people he found off of tiktok or like people he knew like some live performers some to to like get together and make like a sketch comedy group that like Um, Primarily did online content And I did that for two months With a lot of really awesome people And it was so much fun And we just like kind of It was like very loose It was like we were figuring it out And this um, Sam was like very um, Kind of laissez-faire About how we went about things But it was um, a really fun experience And it was like a Nine to four situation Yeah it was So like what
2: are the parameters Of doing a live show On TikTok, like what? Yeah, what is a live sketch show on TikTok? How does that work? How do you figure out the parameters of that?
0: Yes, so basically, we would do videos that we put on TikTok. Pretty much, we would like put these videos to to get an audience, and then we would go live on TikTok, which oh. is like one of the features. And we had like a live scripted show that would be on mm. the live of TikTok that people like could when they watch used live. to do
1: with Thirty Rock on NBC. It was yeah. Live. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes. Just exactly. Like that, but on the yeah. internet.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's exactly.
3: <laughs> Exactly.
1: Um, <laughs> I, have to ask you, show again? I have to ask you like it one of the things that we talk about a lot is sort of like Social media and how it's killing everybody and all these things and well Brent Brent talks about that and Elliot and I listen and I wanted like I wanted to because for what what I think is so great about you is that I Mean, I don't live in New York and I lived in New York for years But I didn't know you and when I lived in New York mm-hmm. so I I found out about you because of social media and because yes. of your funny videos and how great they were oh, yeah. so like how has, like, social media enhanced your career? But at the same time, like, are you terrified of it as much as Brent is?
0: Yes. I, um, I'm i also so happy that we got to get connected over the socials, too. Like, it's such a, like... Um, I've been able to meet a lot of people who are some of my, like I'm, I'm house sitting for my friend Atsuko Katsuka right now. Mm-hmm. And we met online and then met in real life and became really, really fast friends. And now and like a lot of, I think great real life connections can happen from online. And it really has, I think helped my career because um, I was like trying to um, get people Representation and it wasn't really happening until I started to put stuff online, supplemented with um, doing other stuff. But um, I also do see how it can be very like soul draining and a little like there's it's it's all there's like an absolute double side of it
1: too of how yeah, it can like it's kind of chasey because like if you do one like I mean your videos have a clear point of view and I can imagine sometimes like you feeling like you have to replicate that all the time because of the algorithm yeah. because like trying to figure out how that one did so well, but maybe mm-hmm. this one didn't do so well. Like, yeah, it can be really draining as an artist when you really just should be doing your art and making money.
0: Yes. Yes. I truly prefer live stand, like live stand up is all- my favorite. And-, and I think always has been, mm-hmm. um, because like when it comes to videos, you just, ne- in my experience, I just never know which one is going to pop off. I really yeah. never know. Yeah. Um, uh, but I think it's I think it's something that I've kind of Lessened a little bit recently Because I like just don't have as much time anymore But also because like I, I also want to like <laughs> live be in my the world Be in the world yeah. And like live uh, my life and- Yeah when you
1: stop caring I think is when It really hits You know what I mean yeah. Like you just kind of Just do you and do do you do the service the way you want to do the service, like Instagram or TikTok or whatever. Absolutely. It is, you know? Absolutely. Our friend
2: Brent, Brent and I saw a friend of ours yesterday, a former podcast guest, David Smithyman. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, mm, and he yeah. did
2: he deleted his Instagram right. and Brent was like, How 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 does that feel? And David was like I I am, it makes me so much happier, yeah, so much yeah. less angry. It's like I'm I'm oh. less
3: angry. I'm less jealous. I'm less every, like, I'm, I'm all these bad things less. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That yeah, is great. Is.
1: But at the same time, I'm also like, why do you get so angry at it? Just chill, throw it. You know what I mean?
3: I mean, There's certainly ways to control. Like I'm always yeah. telling Elliot, you know, Elliot, Elliot spins his wheels at all these All these people that he hates on social media and of course i have to live i have to live it with him because he sends me these texts (laughs) and i'm just like just mute them mute them or unfollow them (laughs) and 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 the you know the i mean is for you know obviously i quite literally think instagram is you know the worst um well it's, no, Facebook's the worst. But um but like the algorithm does catch on. Like if you say yeah. no, I don't want to see a, n- a certain number of videos,
1: mm-hmm. like it will
3: eventually stop feeding you that content. Or at least- or like on TikTok, I just watched this, <laughs> this <is> so horrible. <laughs>
1: totally. I was so like enamored by this woman telling me about like like, like employment laws and she was doing her makeup while she was telling me about employment laws and I was fascinated by her makeup but now all I get is employment laws videos oh, <laughs> I didn't,
3: know. I didn't even know that was a thing but she, her makeup is, is hilarious. Great.
1: Or makeup Yeah. As
3: well, Good well <laughs> Dylan, thank you so much for joining us. Where can people find you on social media? Where can people follow you? <laughs> well, speaking
0: of, you can follow me on Instagram at Dylan Adler underscore, on Twitter at Dylan Adler6, or on TikTok at Dylan Adler7.
1: But when you, right. you when you follow Dylan, you have to send him a voice message being like, It's a pleasure to be following you, Dylan Adler. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so. Much. Yes,
0: absolutely, absolutely. Please. No one's gonna out. do
1: that. <laughs> and another thing.
0: So there's this show
2: on VH1, uh, no, on MTV, MTV. Yeah. called Real Friend, The Real Friends of WeHo. Um, it looks like a spoof. Um, it reads like a spoof. Uh, basically, it's like the Real Housewives, but gay men in West Hollywood in LA Um, it has tanked in the ratings received scathing reviews online uh, and in just general circles uh, uh, among people and specifically gay guys Uh, and also it has helped uh, bring down ratings for drag race because MTV has insisted on cutting drag race episodes back to one hour episodes from I guess like one hour 20 maybe yeah and then it was an
3: hour and a half right it was an hour and a well, half well with
2: commercials it was an hour and a half yeah yeah, yeah so they yeah, yeah. they cut that down to an hour they have put real friends if we how after drag race and then they have put untucked which is the
3: drag race like after show after that which is wild which is really wild yeah
2: which is why it's a it's a bold move like, to, by to, MTV to
3: break up the only MTV is so poorly rated as a network yeah. <laughs> yeah. to break up the, the only, only thing you have yeah, like the only original, con- I mean, I'm sure they have some original content, but like MTV is like the doldrums of cable of cable TV right now. MTV right. I mean, I'm they have other reality shows, but they, they do. But MTV is like is doing very poor. I mean, I'm literally like not I'm not I'm convinced that like in our lifetimes, MTV is going to like collapse.
1: Oh, I wouldn't be surprised if MTV, yeah. all of them collapse at some point. And everything just goes to streaming and i mean that's what i don't understand why isn't like drag race just on paramount plus or something at this point because like you know that's viacom
2: makes no sense that they're yeah. where they move certain networks yeah. never makes any sense having work for them they don't make any sense but yeah, uh, yeah. and they don't pay on time but i do not pay on time and um, that's in every department but uh oh but but,
3: but let's let's get to the show um Because I've heard about the even my dear friend Monica who loves drag race is like mad at this fucking MTV the WeHo thing because she's like it like shortened the the drag race which I love Monica
1: and I love her more for having that (laughs) step I know I know you do
3: we do love Monica Monica. I will say of the twelve viewers
1: I am one of them but only because I love to hate watch it is one of my favorite pastimes when i know something is going to be colossally hated i must be the one i'm the i'm the sacrificial lamb here i will watch it to give everyone else the oh my god can you believe this and it's mainly like a text chain that i have with certain friends that i know would be particularly interested in the insane things that happen on this show there is no point for this show it is fully a ploy by mtv to acquire so so just to give a little network history of drag race drag race started on logo which is a part was a part of the viacom family and then it switched in season nine i think to vh1 which right. had its own slate of of reality shows but were primarily like the um the oh god the basketball wives and like all of those shows mm-hmm. black ink crew yes and what happened then with vh1 this past year was it was acquired by BET network, there's some umbrella name for it. It's not just the BET channel.
3: Oh, how B E T And
1: so BET. B- well, it's not just BET plus. It's like an actual network name. So that's the streaming service that they have, but it's the separate thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's still a part of Viacom, but it, they went into a more sort of black programming direction. So then, oh, then <laughs> RuPaul's Drag Race, then I don't know whose decision it was to move RuPaul's Drag Race, but they made the decision that then it should go to MTV. And MTV clearly made a decision that on Friday nights, when Drag Race airs, it is going to be their queer night because the rest of the 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 show is Teen Mom and like all of these things that have nothing to do with Drag Race. So they made yeah. Friday night their queer night and they used The Real Friends of WeHo as sort of like a, not quite a queer eye adjacent, but like that sort of vibe of like- Well, they certainly think it's some sort of uh, uh reality show
2: dysfunctional family thing that gay guys are going to gay guys and straight women are going to lap it up. Yeah. Yeah. Even though this has never worked. This this is, this is, and I'm sorry, Elliot. No. Yeah. I was just, it it never works. Gay guys. It's been, it's been made quite clear, especially after bros that there isn't gay guys are not really that interested in seeing themselves portrayed in TV and media and film Unless it's, unless it's like fabulous, basically like a heart, a heart tear, a tearjerker, or like fabulous. Let me
3: throw this out: this is entertainment groupthink to a T, where the enter the entertainment industry, it like nothing, nothing is is can be force fed, and um, it. All the time. Now, look. There's obviously plenty of different franchises of the Real Housewives, but that that that's women. Fr- that's well, but it started from one nugget that became popular, and they Correct. continued to to branch out. Other iterations just don't connect, and this they're just that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to create, obviously.
1: The, the thing with Housewives is that it does it does connect. The other franchises right. become bigger than the original franchise. Right. That's because they stay true to their intent they're not trying to sell you on anything more they're not yeah. putting got like the husbands as part of the cast members necessarily right. into the show because they know what it is is these it's like the <clears throat> drag race the other dra- like drag race uk etc it would be wild if they switched it up and then they were like now we're going to include cabaret singers like right. even like
3: do that yeah. Yeah. even
2: with like the real yeah. houses of new york the the last season crashed and burned because they insisted on trying to fix the the problem of having old white conservative housewives on the air and needing to counter counter uh program that with women of color and younger people so they literally like force-fed a woman of color onto the show to be a
1: housewife and it made it so talky and awkward that also showed the audience's yeah. own ignorance of racism too oh of course but but that being all said, that all being said
2: to brent's point the group think of it all was like if we push this on the audience it will just modernize and yeah. keep everyone interested and it crashed and burned and they didn't even do a um reunion show they just scrapped the whole franchise and are starting mm. from but starting over from scratch I do, Oh
1: wow! i, I do want to get back to the sort of queer element of real house or real friends of weho and what you were saying about bros i think is spot on is that when you're force-fed something because it's supposed to be uh in uh, like an evolution of sort of the queer identity and media and how it's going to change everything and all of these things and yet the two examples of mm-hmm. of sort of highlighted and applauded queer content right now is knock at the cabin m night Shyamalan's new film that is that centers on a queer couple who has a child and the, the storyline is very much there's queer elements to it but it's not it's about it's organic it's not yeah it's not it's not like being forced in your face it's very organic now i will say it is two white guys the diversity is still lacking in a lot of these oh, two, how a lot of okay. queer stories but the other example of it and this was the big one was on the, the hbo show last of us there was an episode a couple of weeks ago that had that centered on nick offerman's character and it's a show about sort of the zombie apocalypse and the world hmm. dying and all these things but these two characters, two men basically coming together in this post apocalyptic world and informing this 20, 30 year relationship. And it was so real and like normal, but it was post apocalyptic. And it was just so perfect mm. and emblematic of if you present people with a real story that is yeah. interesting and yeah. organic. Yeah. Yeah. Very true, Alan. Anyone, straight, gay, wide audiences will love will fucking love it
3: wait wait here's your here, quick question are they uh, in this post-apocalyptic world are they just like cohabitant partners no, or are whole, they are they gay I mean, men before the, situ- the apocalypse or well, uh, how that-
1: th- that's a little murky so one of them is and then i, I
3: watched i, I can, can tell them. you
1: and the other well i don't want to give it away for everybody because it's, yeah it is a show that's currently on but one is kind of not he wasn't during the, po- the pre-apocalyptic movement, yeah got it okay and it was sort of recognized in post-life and he
3: was able to be himself and it's a really, really unique story. You know, let let me let me kind of get back to obviously the whole MTV of it all. Um, I've been losing a lot of sleep over this. I am extremely <laughs> anxious about the ratings for for Drag Race and what's going to happen to the franchise. No. Um, I've been waking up in the morning. I've been vomiting. In oh my god! I've been vomiting oh. first thing because I'm so anxious about what's going to happen. Wow. um but it does suck i mean t- look to be fair obviously all all kidding aside uh to be fair like you know th- those handful of times you find these shows that you just really resonate with and if you get lucky enough and it kind of ha- makes you know becomes a cultural touchstone like this has for like half a million people or whatever drag race um yeah drag race yeah. uh it's great that it becomes a 90 minute thing and you're like hey what how awesome did i get to spend all you know the show that I love and like I can spend all this time watching it. <laughs> I just got into 60 Days In recently, which is uh, a, a show. The where same. Vo- volunteer, voluntarily go, <laughs> go into prison. And I very much have enjoyed it. Um, especially the long episodes. So it and sucks. It's, so, that like, it's addictive. It is really addictive. Yeah. But it just sucks that like, you know, a show that you guys like a lot. It got shortened by a third. But well, also it like,
1: sucks for the contestants on the show because they spend so much money getting ready for that fucking show and then they get a minute of television on a runway look or like not even 30 seconds of of a of of something they spent probably thousands of dollars on and it's like it also sucks actually for um like hospitality because drag
2: race is one of the only Things on TV that is viewed at bars? Not my bar. Like we watch Sixty Minutes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's one of these only lasting shows that, aside from sports, that is watched in like a group at a at bars. Yeah. And so it's very shortening short. the show and then cutting it out for real friends of WeHo or whatever is pretty detrimental to yeah, like trying to keep those customers engaged. I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not worried about it. To be honest, I mean, i'm I'm not i'm not worried about it i think this so i think to just the added extra element of drama of it all is that the stars of the show have who again whom i'm like who are you they have all uh a lot of them have either come out as not being not signing up for the show knowing that they would be outed not under, or, or like not being fully out one of them They did not expect the show to be edited and presented the way that it has been. So we
3: help people, you mean? Yeah, the guys on the show.
2: How could
1: they have thought that? Only two of them are actually prominent people. You have Brad Goreski, who has been on a bunch of reality shows, and then Todrick Hall. Everyone else is like, who the fuck are you? All I know is that I I heard one of the, like, in the... they play commercials no, on- Instagram. it's MTV. Curtis so- Hamilton. So Curtis Hamilton is an actor who was on um, Insecure, the, the Issa Rae show on HBO, Insecure. He was on a couple episodes. and And she's in the first episode too, as his friend. They have a whole conversation. Oh. And the whole gimmick is he has been basically in the closet, but it was sort of known in Hollywood that he was gay and whatever. And so he used essentially the show as a means of coming out. And that is his storyline, is that this show is him coming out officially as queer.
2: But he doesn't, in real life or wherever he, in post, he doesn't approve of the way that it's presented. Yes. But, but that's
3: the, that's reality. Tell it, like, what?
2: Yeah. Of course. I I mean, I mean I'm, anyway, I, uh, yeah, yeah, whatever. No, I'm just saying that, like, it, in watching the show, the commercial for the show, it's so fat. Like, MTV shows, are commercials are essentially, like, non-commercials where they don't want yeah. you to pay too much attention because the dialogue is so quick and clippy and reality show that all you hear is, like, in, in literally what feels like 10 seconds, a super cut of these guys on the show being like, you know, wig I, and like saying uh, like- I, I
3: love that for yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, saying right, right. those
2: terms. And I'm like, they just want you to think that you're watching Drag Race yeah. by
1: re- recycling the same old- you know it's what pissed, pissed me off the, the most? because uh, I've watched every episode that's come out so far, and what has pissed me off the most is that Mean Girls husband, James Vaughn. I, I don't know even the husband's name, but he was the guy was he's married to the guy who's in uh, Mean Girls, and the guy who's gay now, or yes, is gay. Who came out who came out later. He, he's I mean he's a he's a celebrity. He's been around, but James Vaughn. He spells James J A Y. M-E-S. Yeah, which means that's not off. how it's spelled. I don't believe that's how it's spelled on his birth. Not on his birth certificate, First, first it, off. Yeah. And second it's... off, if your name is spelled James spelled with a Y, you suck. You suck. <laughs> you just suck.
2: <laughs> There's no way that he actually spells his name with a Y or that it
1: was given to him with that. Not at all. His name is James, J-A-M-S. J-A-M-E-S. Be, that's gonna be the true crime spinoff of your making it worse. Us finding out that James Vaughn <laughs> actually spelled J-A-M-E-S. <laughs> What, what would your aunt, aunt say,
2: Brent? What would your aunt Ramona say about something she heard on today's show?
3: I don't know any of the shows you reference because I haven't had cable since 1994. <laughs> Down with television. Down with television. <laughs> um, my
2: my aunt Joanne would say, it "Sounds it sounds like you should probably go on a date with Dylan
1: and or his brother." Oh, there you go. Yeah,
3: <laughs> she'd want that for me. Adler. How about?
1: How mm. about Aunt Anne? Aunt Anne would say, "Benefit of the doubt. Maybe Jane spells says it James. <laughs> mm.
2: James.
1: <laughs> well,
2: li- thanks for listening. Rate and subscribe, and listen to our Patreon. You and both? Follow our Instagram. Both say rate and <laughs> subscribe
1: <laughs> as if it is the foreign like, language. <laughs>
3: rate and subscribe. and follow our Twitter. Twitter? <laughs> even Instagram? on Twitter? Only Instagram, guys. And, no. And- Instagram. Follow us on Twitch, and you can <laughs> s- subscribe to us on Quibi, and you can you can find Elliot at OnlyFans.com slash What is it? Legs in the air. Legs in the air.
1: At OnlyFans, we need to get that OnlyFans.
2: Oh, oh legs in the air. So in that world of night like nineties sex. <laughs> the Elliot Glazer singles bar. <laughs> Keeping all of it in. All of it in. Uh-oh. Doing the all right. making whoopee. <laughs>